Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Urbis Partners. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And to the show, we're talking about the Reserve Bank's latest update where they updated the OCR. What did they do? They left it the same at 5.5%, but there were a lot of really interesting things that were released. They've got new forecasts out, and we've got a better understanding of where the Reserve Bank's head's at in terms of where inflation's going to go, where house prices are going to go, and where they're going to take interest rates as well. Now, we're going to start with the house price forecast. I always pay attention to this just to see where the Reserve Bank's head's at. Now, three months ago, they'd said they thought that house prices would increase by 2.7% next year in 2024. They've now revised this forecast. They're now saying 5.2% in 2024. So they think house prices will increase more quickly than they did in the past. They're also saying that by the end of 2026, now that's about three years away, they think the housing market will have fully recovered and will be about 20% higher than it was at the bottom of the market. Now, if you annualise that out, if you say, well, what's that on a year-by-year basis? It's bang on 5% per year, which is pretty much our standard forecast. Now, there was a really interesting clip that happened at the Reserve Bank press conference. I want to play it for you, Andrew, and then get your opinion on it. We're seeing the impacts of fast population growth on rents. Um, there, It is possible that fast population growth is also putting upward pressure on the housing uh, house prices. I should say, you know, house prices are about 2.4% off that trough um, after a 15% fall. So, you know, it's it's... It's fallen more than it's gone up, um, and yeah, I think I think migration possibly has something to do with that. Uh, of course, the other thing going on there is nominal income growth uh, is a bit higher, and those factors are sort of you know, high interest rates are, are working uh, in the other direction. So yeah, on balance, we are seeing a bit of life in the housing market. As far as our projection goes, uh, we're still expecting uh, house price growth to be relatively subdued uh, over the projection horizon. Now, Andrew, what's your opinion on that? That was Chief Economist Paul Conway from the Reserve Bank talking. Well, thinking about Auckland at the moment, we've had five months of growth totaling 5%. I wouldn't call that subdued growth. Yeah, I must have. When he talked about that over the three-year period going forward, that house price growth was going to be subdued, but by their own forecast, it's about 5% per year with a full recovery over that time. In my view, they're probably talking down the housing market a little bit, probably reading their own forecasts, how they'd like to interpret it rather than what it actually is, which is actually a relatively good recovery. And I would say quick recovery if we're talking about the housing market recovering in only three years. The other thing is saying, you know, migration possibly having something to do with increasing house price growth. If you read all of the bank's forecasts coming out of Westpac to ASB to ANZ, They're all talking about that migration is the number one factor that is driving a recovery in house prices and both in rents. So I think they're probably talking down the housing market there. But Andrew, there were some other interesting comments around the OCR, which is the Reserve Bank's interest rate, and where interest rates are going. Yeah, so compared to three months ago, the Reserve Bank are now saying there's a higher chance that they will increase the OCR one last time. And that came out much more aggressively than we expected. And why is that maybe the case? Well, it comes down to what the Reserve Bank thinks will happen with inflation, or at least what they say they think is going to happen with inflation. And here is the Reserve Bank talking about what they think will happen. 
One of the reasons that we have a higher profile is because we have more spending and investment, and that is in part the government relative to what we had anticipated from the budget. Uh, but the bigger driver of it is actually the total level of spending in the economy, and that is largely driven by the growth in the population. So we're in a, a really challenging period for monetary policy where per capita consumption is actually declining as a level, but overall consumer spending is rising because there are more people, more New Zealanders. And so inflation is coming down. It peaked at about 7.3%. Now it's about 5.6%. We'll get the next release in about mid-February next year in 2024 and find out what's happening right now. And what they're saying is, well, inflation is coming down, but we've got all of these people turning up. Of course, over the last year, we had 118,000 more people moved to New Zealand than those who moved away. So our population increased by about 2% of the last year from migration alone. That means for every 50 people that there are in New Zealand, there is one more person there. So one additional income, one more mouth to be fed. Potentially, for every two or three people, an extra car on the road if a family's moving here. And so if you've got more people, you've got more spending. So even though we're all now spending less because of interest rates, the overall level of demand in the economy is going up because we simply have more people. Now, net migration is a really interesting one because it has two impacts. As I just said, the demand in the economy goes up, but it also adds supply to the labour market. Now, one of the reasons that we see or have seen a lot of inflation is we've seen household incomes increase. So inflation's really high, so we all go in. What do we do? We negotiate for higher pay rises. Now, we've got more income. We could go out and spend. And sometimes uh, central banks worry about what we call a wage spiral. That's where we ask for more money from our employers. We get it so we spend more. Because there are more costs, employers put up their prices of their goods. Then we all have to go out and ask for another pay rise. It keeps on going. But that becomes less of a risk when we have a lot more people in New Zealand. Remember, back in 2021, 2022, we were talking about how 70 to 80% of employers were saying it is really hard to find staff. And so we are going to keep putting up our incomes or keep on putting up the wages we pay employees to hold on to them. Now that we've got this large influx of people from overseas, that means there's more people around, bit easier to find people. And so wages won't go up as quickly. Now, that's going to be a really good thing in terms of the fight of inflation because it means there is less pressure for employers to start putting up their wages. But there is a bit of a big debate about whether the Reserve Bank is just talking tough in this monetary policy statement. Some people are saying, well, interest rates appear to be softening a wee bit. We see the wholesale rates, which is what it costs the bank to lend you and I money. We see those starting to come down. We're seeing the markets generally feeling pretty good about inflation, thinking it's going to fall away fast. So if that's where money markets' heads are at, maybe the Reserve Bank is just trying to talk really tough to try and stop them from reducing interest rates earlier than they thought. Now, Andrew, what do some other economists, banks, financial commentators think? Is the Reserve Bank just talking tough? Well, Tony Alexander, for one, doesn't think we're going to see another increase. And one of the reasons for that is the Reserve Bank still running its forecasts based on Labor's spending plans. Now, they're going to keep doing that until they get a new budget or mini-budget from our new government. But there's a good chance that when National do release this budget, they're not going to spend as much as Labor were planning to, so that will help keep inflation a little bit lower. 
Now, at the moment, Westpac is the only bank that thinks the Reserve Bank will raise interest rates again. And ANZ recently changed their mind, saying that, yes, we're now at the peak. And I think that's where this gem from the press conference probably gives you an understanding of where the Reserve Bank's head's at. Let me be clear, inflation is declining. Where we are nervous is, is it declining fast enough for us to succeed in the lowest cost fashion to the rest of the economy? When we start from a very elevated level of consumer price inflation, we have limited headroom to absorb additional inflation surprises. We have a lot more headroom to absorb disinflation surprises from the starting point, and that's the reflection we're giving. And so what's the governor saying there? He's saying, look, I've always got to balance where the risk is at. So I am really worried that inflation isn't going to come down fast enough. And so if inflation falls faster, great. But I've got to make sure that I manage any risk that inflation stays high too long. And so that's why they're coming out as what we call hawkish in financial terms. That's where you're coming out really strongly saying, we are going to fight inflation. If I have to, I'm going to increase the interest rates. It's going to be higher for longer. And don't get too excited thinking that interest rates are going to come down and start spending more money. I want you to spend less money. He always says, cool the jets. That's the phrase for the Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr uses. Cool the jets. Stop spending. Don't get too excited. Hold off. He wants to keep inflation getting down. And so that's a kind of a symptom of this tough talk. Could we see interest rates falling faster than he's currently talking? Yes, I saw a piece out of Liam Dan. He is the business editor at the Herald talking about that from his experience. What the Reserve Bank tends to do is they're talking a tough game, talking a tough game, talking a tough game until they decrease interest rates. We'll probably see some tough talk out of the Reserve Bank until they say, that's it, we're going to start cutting now. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing for me, correct me if I'm wrong, but the inflation numbers are much better than what they were forecasting, right? And they're almost talking as if they're worse. Yeah, previously, at the last time inflation came out, I think the Reserve Bank was about 6%. They thought it was going to be 6, maybe 6.1%. It came out at 56 But it's all about the Reserve Bank managing risk. So they're not going to come out and say, oh, well, inflation is falling. We've done a great job. Go spend. Yeah, you know, uh, start getting excited. He doesn't want us to get excited yet. He wants us to keep holding off from spending. Now, that leads to a really good question, which is when is inflation going to be back in its box? Well, they've got it penciled in for quarter three next year. So we're talking somewhere between July and September. At that point, they've got inflation coming in at about 2.9%. So just between that 1% to 3% band that the Reserve Bank is targeting. But a lot of the heavy lifting will be done, or they expect a lot of it will be done offshore. So often you hear financial commentators or in the media talk about tradable versus non-tradable inflation. So tradable inflation is the imported stuff, the stuff that comes from overseas. Now, at the moment, they're picking that imported inflation is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of getting it down. So even in their forecasts, by the time they get it back down to, say, 2% inflation, they're picking that's going to be by 2026. They think that New Zealand-based inflation, so the stuff we can control, will be 3 to 3.2%, and that the inflation from overseas will be kind of 0.2 to 0.6%. So often you might hear, oh, well, domestic inflation, the stuff that we could control, oh, it's too high. We need to get that down to 2%. Well, the Reserve Bank's saying, well, it's still going to be 3% at the time that we're bang on our target. So I think it's just important to keep that in mind when people are saying, oh, but domestic inflation is too high. Well, it is, but we don't expect domestic inflation to get back to 2%. 
we can get back to our target band by having import inflation at 0.5% and domestic inflation at 3%. It's a nerdy but very important point, team. Just one other thing that I've been thinking about over the last wee while is the OCR is the one that we all talk about. It's the one that we know because it's widely publicised and we kind of think that this is what determines interest rates. But the OCR really kind of only has a major impact on your floating interest rate. It's not really how banks borrow money for your longer term interest rates. And so, as you said before, those wholesale interest rates are trending down. So it may well be that some of your fixed rates come down a lot faster than what we're forecasting next year. Even though the Reserve Bank is saying that they won't cut until 2025, it's all based on where does the market think that the OCR is going to go in the future? Now, the OCR tends to be really correlated to more year 90-day rates, but what tends to happen is if they hike up the OCR, yet one-year, year two-year interest rates, they really start to move up quite quickly. They're quite closely correlated. But it's all about where does the market think things are going? Now, if I was you, one thing you can do is if you jump on interest.co.nz, they track the daily swap rates. Now, just think of your swap rate as your wholesale interest rate, the stuff that it costs banks to borrow money and lend to you. Now, banks as we've said in the past, and we've got a great episode on how banks set interest rates and where they get their money from. They get their money from term deposits, wholesale interest rates, bit from offshore, and then also in our own accounts, like the money we've just got sitting in the bank, all of those sorts of places. But if you want to get a sense of where interest rates are going and what it costs the banks, I'd be jumping on interest.co.z, have a look at those swap rates. And what you're going to see is that the wholesale rates are trending down over time. But some really interesting things out of the Reserve Bank. Main thing for me is that they have raised their expectations about how much house prices are going to go up next year in 2024 and a pretty quick recovery, even though they're talking a big game. And then the other thing to keep in mind is, yep, they're talking tough. Could interest rates fall more quickly than they're letting on? I think that is absolutely possible. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Deb Knight, And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, texts and insights to help you get the most of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 